welcome to another episode of Coaching 42 for You. I help ladies all around the world discover how to grow and blossom by digging up their unique answers to life, the universe, and their own hearts. My name is Linda Wright, and I'm your host. Today, I want us to take a look at this word that's a little bit complicated, but it's actually quite a simple concept if we look at it carefully. It's called neuroplasticity. What it basically means is that our brains throughout our lives can change. There was a time when medical professionals actually thought this wasn't possible, but now they know that it actually is. And throughout our life, we can learn new things and we can actually change pathways in our brain. If we're in a particular habit of doing something, we can change that habit. If we are used to thinking negative thoughts, we can change that. If we don't know how to do something, we can learn how to. So it's a very cool concept. Whatever you do and experience and think is actually changing your brain. The things that you're thinking about, the things that you're practicing, the things that you're trying to learn, it's all changing your brain. It's a very cool concept when you talk about personal development. Because, amongst other things, means that when we're struggling in life, we can learn skills to cope better. It also means that if we are in a job that we really don't like, we can learn new things. It means that we can adapt and be flexible. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be particularly easy, but it does mean that we can do it. Are you shaping your brain to support and love and be patient with yourself? It's an important question for us to ask ourselves. In general, we don't necessarily learn how to be particularly supportive of ourselves. If we're very lucky, we might have had examples in our life as we were growing up and going through our 20s of people who really modeled behaviors that were very supportive of themselves and that we learned from. But many of us don't really have that many examples that we could learn from. Or we had learned such bad habits earlier on in life that we now actually have to change how we're behaving. When we talk about the concept of self-compassion, it makes a person think perhaps of buying yourself something special or giving yourself a treat. But that isn't actually what I would call self-compassion. In fact, what I would call self-compassion is thinking about things in a way that is supportive of your life. So instead of concentrating on the negative or concentrating on the things that I'm doing wrong, or concentrating on mistakes that I've made, reminding myself about areas that I haven't done okay in, instead of doing that, it would mean being patient with myself. It would mean talking back to my own negative self-talk, the critical voice in my head, to actually tell it that I don't believe it. 
if we have a thought, one of the interesting ideas about thoughts is that we don't have to accept every thought we have. And when we actually start practicing this, the self-awareness of, of the thoughts that we're thinking, we are able to accept or reject the thoughts that come into our head and actually train our brain, reshape it, to be way more in a in way more helpful towards us. In fact, we can train ourselves to such an extent that we are actually taught teaching ourselves to be gentle with ourselves. Now, when we're talking about all of these these thoughts and and ideas, very often people will say, okay, but it's not as easy as you're making it sound. And there is some truth in that. I would say that the very first place to start is to start noticing your thoughts. Now, one of the reasons why people rave about meditation is that meditation actually helps us to start noticing our thoughts. Journaling does the same thing. So, if we try to give ourselves the opportunity to be, be quiet for a bit, take some deep breaths, and write down a few things, or meditate a little bit on some, some positive thoughts. You can even just meditate simply by being, becoming aware of your breathing, becoming aware of the, the feeling of your feet on the ground, the feeling of perhaps wind blowing in from the window, the feeling of sitting on the chair that you're sitting in, any sensations or pain or, or tingling or anything that you have anywhere in your body. Maybe you were sitting on your foot and now it's gone to sleep a little bit. Just taking time to be aware of what, what, we, are, what we are feeling taking time to concentrate on our breathing is actually training our mind to focus in on what we're thinking about. Now, when we're doing this, our mind is obviously going to wonder. We're going to start thinking about what we need to do later today or what we're meaning to tell someone. And when that happens, if we just very calmly bring our, our mind back to the meditation that we were doing, or thinking about our breathing, if we simply bring our mind back to think about that, that in itself is training our mind, shaping our mind, to be able to consciously think of our thoughts. And when we're able to consciously think of our thoughts, the benefit to that is that we're actually training our brain to be more conscious of whether the thought is supportive of us, then we can say, oh, I had a thought, now do I want to accept it? Is it realistic? Is it truthful? Do I need to put that thought into a different context? We can actually think about it. So I've explained this very quickly, and I've explained this without a lot of, a lot of details, but the basics are there. We are able to change our brains.
and that is amazing. Neuroplasticity really means that we can change our brains, that we can learn new things, and that we can teach ourselves to be more supportive of ourselves. I'm going to end with a quote by Rick Hansen. It's an author. He's written some great books, and this is a beautiful quote. There's a traditional saying that the mind takes the shape it rests upon. The modern update is that the brain takes the shape the mind rests upon. For instance, if you regularly rest your mind upon worries, self-criticism, and anger, then your brain will gradually take that shape. It will develop neural structures and dynamics of anxiety, low sense of worth, and a prickly reactivity to others. On the other hand, if you regularly rest your mind upon, for example, noticing that you're all right right now, seeing good in yourself, and letting go, then your brain will gradually take the shape of calm strength, self-confidence, and inner peace. What are you resting your mind on? Are you able to rest your mind on thoughts that do you good, that are supportive to you, that are loving and patient with yourself? Are you training your brain to be supportive of you? Or are you training your brain to not be supportive of you? Take a few moments and think about that after this episode has finished. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you have a lovely day further. Bye-bye.